The following program was produced by a community producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the community producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Malden. Welcome to 02148 Live. My, my name is Mike Sharon. I am your host for the evening. Oh, let me make an amendment. We are not live tonight. Normally we tape the show. We do the show every Wednesday, and I do it every third Wednesday of the month as a live broadcast, but tonight we are doing a special taping on Thursday night, November 21st, uh, so we could accommodate my first guest who had a scheduling conflict. And uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome uh, fresh off his re-election victory a couple of weeks ago, Mr. Mayor Gary Christensen. Mr. Mayor, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, as always. Great to have you here. <laughs> so we're having a special taping tonight. Sure. And, uh, you know, you have a busy schedule, and uh, we uh, like to accommodate. And we got our, uh, it turns out we got one of the best uh, staff people uh, in the business in the booth tonight. James Mudge. Without a doubt. Right? Yep. Um, so... I haven't seen you in a while. What have you been up to? <laughs> what haven't we been up to? I still remember people said, what did you do after election night? Right back at it, 6.30 in the morning. That's right. Yep. On my um, way to uh, my first event, which you'll appreciate, it was a uh, Veterans Day breakfast that was being hosted by Malden Catholic. Oh. Yeah, they did a great job. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh of course, and we're going to talk about the, another great Veterans Day here in Malden mm -hmm. uh, last week as well, which they've always done a great job. But listen, you're a man who looks forward. I like to have you come on. You've come on from time to time, the old show giving back, and certainly here in 02148, and a lot of exciting things to talk about in Malden tonight. But I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you if you had some thoughts, reflections um, over the last six months uh, of this campaign, and uh, your thoughts. Every thought you can imagine. Grateful, tired, excited. Yeah. It was every emotion that you could drum up. Um, and now, no rest for the weary. I'm already back to work trying to, you know, help keep moving Malden forward. But for those six months, there isn't anything like it on the planet Earth. Really? I encourage everyone to at least... Do something in municipal government. Get involved. There's a yeah, there's a real nexus about what happens with the people that are elected in you know, local government. Well, let me ask you that because um, it, it, this is your third term, correct? Yes. So back in 2011, you were running, and, um, and that was a vacated seat by 
Mayor Richard Howard, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Against Deb Fallon. Mm -hmm. And then, in t and you won, obviously. In 2016, you ran unopposed. Mm -hmm. And now you ran, and of course, uh, I I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, friends with John Mathis. And John, right. uh, I have a lot of respect for you jumping in the arena, and uh, that's what the democracy is all about. So yeah. much respect to you, and uh, you gave it a hell of a run. Right. Um, but having said that, you, what are the differences? I know no one questions your work ethic and how hard you work, but does it make you a better candidate, a better mayor to have a challenger? As opposed to 2016, not that you sat on your laurels in 2016, but just, I don't know, your thoughts on that, human I nature. I don't think it does. Okay. I, I think if you're working hard and dedicating yourself each yeah. and every day, um, then you know, there is no adjustment that has to be made if you have an opponent. Now, everybody's different, but that's, you know, when we first heard that we had an opponent, yep. from what I've seen in my time in public service, typically candidates may have to make an adjustment because they may have pulled back a little bit. Yeah, Because yeah. they have been in office. They've done the same events or whatever, but we just never stopped. It's so true. there was no adjustment that we needed to make, which I thought was very... Uh, beneficial at the outset. We just had to let people know what we've been doing, yeah. what we are doing, and what we plan to do, and I think that's how we ultimately prevailed. I think these elections are not won on election day or the weekend leading up to it or the previous six months. They're won a year, two, three, four, five, six years ago. That's when the battles, I think, Oh, are very won. interesting. So yeah. if you're working hard and dedicating yourself consistently, yeah, then well, I think that shows up when the votes are cast. Well, I mean, so it's a big difference. Uh, so now you have, a, you have a track record. You have a record. Mm -hmm. An opponent can look at that record and, and, and have a different vision or a different approach or, or whatnot. But when you ran in 2012, was it, is that a huge... Difference for you and how you approached the? Nope, not at all. Incredible. We've approached it the same way for as long as we've been in, which now is 2001, I think, something like that. <laughs> oh, 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 a city council. Yeah, or, school or, committee. Oh, school committee. Then city oh council. God. We just, you know, I, I, our philosophy is what you put in is what you get okay. out. Okay. So we've always tried to put in. And um, you never really know what you're getting out until moments like this when people reelect you and give you another opportunity to represent them. What is that? that that's got it. That's got to feel good. They put their trust in you there's, for another four years. There's nothing like it. There is no, nothing that I've seen that compares to having the opportunity to represent your peers, you know, your peers in local government. Incredible. There's nothing like it. Yeah. And I encourage everyone, if you ever have the inkling, to give it a Give it a try. Well, I'm thinking about it. I I'm thinking about thought, jumping in. I always in. thought you'd be a good candidate. But there's one, I, there's one <laughs> obstacle I can't get over. I just want people to like me. <laughs> Doesn't happen in politics. Now, you do have to have a, a thick skin. You do. Um, and you also have to, you know, some of the things that I think have helped um, having a thick skin, yeah. uh, being able to take, you know, some criticism. Take some punches in there, But right? also uh, patience. You know, things don't happen overnight. It's not a um, sprint. You know, government is a is a marathon. I mean, you look at City Hall, the redevelopment, that has been in the making since, I think, maybe 1980s, yeah. somewhere around there.
Um, all the different finally there. involved with that. All right? the different all proposals, the, well, all the different ideas, all the different financing. You know, we're finally there. I'd say the other thing that I thought was helpful yeah. is making sure that the government is full of good people. You know, so trying to avoid hiring someone just to hire someone or hire someone because it was recommended by gotcha. someone's cousin's sister's niece. I mean, we painstakingly have tried, and it's not easy yeah. Yeah. to find the good best people. talent. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you look around the government, you have a Bobby Knox, Kevin Molas, Maria Luis, Ron Hogan, Chuck Rannigan, Eric Root, the list goes on. Well, that's part of, of good leadership on your part is surrounding I, yourself with... I really think that is essential. Yeah. You know, most people focus on the candidate, but based on my time, they should also be focusing on who will that candidate surround him or herself with. I well, think. congratulations to all of you. Yeah. <laughs> all the administrators. And uh, as you said, you encourage people to get in there. And we, we had a lot of uh, new people throwing their hat in the mm -hmm. ring, which was good to see. I just it was great to see uh, some of the... Uh, uh, competition and, and debates and you know that no, went on in this like, city. There's not there's nothing like a debate either. Oh my God, and that's got to be stressful. It's right? one thing preparing for it, but when those lights go on, yeah, you have to track the timekeeper. You have to track the person um, holding up the red and yellow card. You have to track your opponent. Yeah, you have to track your family who's in the front row of the audience. Unbelievable. <laughs> so it's a lot of things happening, but. Um, you know, the one thing that you have to be prepared. So we spent a lot of time trying to anticipate what the questions would I'm be. Sure, yeah. You know, we were fortunate enough that we had a section. There were no curveballs No curveballs, right. I think there might have been one on the first debate. The last question, I think it was around, um, um, I think it had something to do with labor. Okay. That really wasn't, from what I remember, a clear municipal issue. It might have been more at the state, you know, more of a state issue. Yes. But other than that, uh, they pretty much reflected what's happening across Malden. But there's, there's nothing, you know, we talked about the campaign. Yes. Debates. <laughs> Did you have some sleepless nights? <laughs> Just yeah. to be, make sure you've covered, uncovered every stone in preparation, right? How you write it, how you condense it, yeah. you know, how it's laid out in the binder. Yeah. I mean, what topics should we include, which ones shouldn't we include? Me? I'm getting direction. I, I don't mind. I can tell the people. Um, so, you know, that was also a interesting aspect of the campaign. Yeah, I can imagine. Not That's one, but two. Two debates. Yeah, so you get over that first debate, and then, you know, you take a deep breath, and then it's like it never happened when it comes to the second debate. So, I mean, they're doing coin tosses. Yeah. You know, By the way, MATV did a, a tremendous job with that. Right. Right? Wouldn't happen. I don't think there would have been a debate if not for UMA. UMA, look at that. Are UMA? I you are right on <laughs> point. It's a subtle way of correcting. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, I forget when it took effect. Has it taken effect? I don't know. Maybe James yeah. could give it. Is it UMA, right. which is uh, Urban Media? What is it? Urban right. Media Arts? That's right. Uh, actually, they're, they're having a logo contest, correct? Yes. Uh, which I have absolutely no skill in. And then, so. of course, there's the door-to-door. -door. Yes. That is yeah. pivotal. And our team just kept pounding that home that you have to do it. You know, as much as you may think during the dark days of summer, 
Now let's pull back a little. You just got to keep pounding. Um, and we thought that was key. Yeah. Your ground attack. Right. right. Yeah. We started May 14th. I still remember it. Is that right? Knocked my first door May 14th, and we're out there ever since. So some people focus on signs and yep. bumper stickers, even the debates. But, you know, our team felt very strongly that— Shaking the hands, looking in the eye. Right. There's no— Making your pitch is where, it's, where, where a big difference is made. Okay. So yeah, I believe that. So that was also important. Yeah, I'm just glad I don't have to see you all out there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you another thing, too. Great group just of volunteers. Just kidding. I have uh, utmost respect. The, the volunteers were fantastic. I mean, you know, I'm coming off a day full of meetings, and you arrive at the meeting spot, and you know, it's the last thing you want to do. You yeah. just want to go home and yeah. kick back. <laughs> but then when you come up and you see this steady group of 8 to 10 volunteers it just, there was no better, you know, really good feeling to see. This is why I'm doing Pick me this. up. Yeah, pick me up. Pick yep. me up. That's wonderful. Yep. Uh, just to lastly touch upon this, what about the, the, the uh, election Tuesday itself? What is that day like for you? A whirlwind. You wake up and you try to keep it as much of a routine as you can, but um, you head down to the polls you thank the volunteers. You cast your vote. Um, then it's just trying to get around the entire city as much as possible. Thank Rainy them. day that Thanking day. Thanking the volunteers. Right? We, yeah. we hit every polling station, and uh, we just tried to use it as an opportunity to say thank you to our, to our volunteers, sure. which we then did later on that night. But we are a little bit superstitious. So what we did is what we did back in 2011 when the polls closed. I was at my uh, parents' kitchen table sitting in the same seat that I did growing up oh. when I had my cereal and read the paper. And that's where you were? Yeah, same as in 2011, to hear the results. And about how long after they closed did you know? It's, that's for what's pretty amazing. I, I've been telling a lot of people, you, you, you work so hard for six, seven, eight months or whatever it is, and then you find out in 10 minutes whether you prevailed <laughs> or you didn't. Um, so in a way, it's anticlimactic, you know, that you work so many yeah. months. Well, what would you rather be no, counting no, votes no, all no, night no, than no, hanging no, chads? Not at all. Not at all. I take that back, but you know what I'm trying to say. I know. You're just, yeah. It's, you're so it's used like, to this routine every day. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like that. It's like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I wanted to be there with my parents again. Wonderful. And then went down to thank our volunteers. And then the big reception down we in Anthony's. Down in Anthony's. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to have this weekend a uh, thank you reception for our volunteers because again you, you can't do it without them they were there there wasn't one weekend where no one showed up you would think like again july august yes you know it's hot yeah. dog days yeah. yeah there was someone there every weekend is that to right to knock doors every weekend and, and this and, wasn't and just our you know our hired team you know we had a team that helped us so organize you had volunteers this straight up yeah, I can see how you feel that that's where you won the... Again, when I turn that yeah. corner, I'm like, you know, if no one's here, maybe I don't have to do it. <laughs> sure enough, there was someone there every time. So well, right it's over. It. That's Onward it. and upward. No rest for the weary. Right. I was, uh, again, right back at it the next morning, and uh, we're still, uh, still going strong.
getting that, ready for the inaugural now. What was your first event you mentioned before? The, uh, Malden event? Catholic had a oh, right. uh, breakfast. Oh yeah, that's right. For our local veterans. The vets. So I want to be there to thank them because again, none of this happens without their service. So I thought it was only appropriate to attend that event first after the election. Yeah. Of course, Veterans Day was uh, the following Monday. Fell on a Monday this yeah, year, November 11th. I always find that ironic how, you know, Election Day, freedom, and then a week later, Veterans Day. It so. really puts things into perspective, doesn't it? I was, I was speaking earlier, I, I, I work with the elderly, and I, I had an experience with a gentleman who was a Purple Heart winner and uh, 95 years old. And, uh, you know, his, his, it his wounds happened to him it, when he was 18. And it's just, uh, I mean, I'm getting teary-eyed talking to this guy. These, these, what these men and women uh, meant to this country, the greatest generations, really. Um, of, course the, the, of course, the wars in service and people who are servicing, uh, are currently serving, obviously, uh, we owe a tremendous debt of gratitude. I guess this would be a good segue. I was going to save this, Gary. All but, right. All right. Back in 2011, when you were, were running, and so you actually found out you won in uh, November. November 2011, of, yep. Uh, of 2011. So you started your term in January of 2012. So your first Veterans Day would have been in November of 2012. Yes. If uh, I'm not even good at math, but I put that <laughs> together. And I was digging up pictures, and forgive me because this was just yesterday. I meant to go get it. I'm going to go get it uh, digitalized. I'm going to frame it, and I'm actually going to give it to you if you would accept it. This is a picture. I don't know how much we can see there, but it's a picture. In 2012, my dad uh, was a career service man in the Army. And uh, do you think I can? Oh, he's going to focus on this. And this is the parade, and he was the Grand Marshal on Veterans Day. And my dad is in a car, and he's calling uh, the, the mayor over, who, uh, who was always very kind to my dad, Gary. I appreciate that, and he was very fond of you. But in the middle of the parade, he's calling Gary over to, uh, I believe, ask about the, the, the pay-to-throw trash program. Yeah, right? or a pothole. <laughs> yeah, I see a little crack there. Uh, and, and, I, and I said, i gotta, I got to get this for Gary. And it was just... Uh, I, I'm forever, our family's forever grateful. It was a, such a wonderful day for, yep. for my dad, who was just uh, on cloud nine. And uh, it turned out he, he had one more Veterans Day, and then and he didn't make it to 2014 one, but uh, this was a special day, and I'll always be grateful to uh, the mayor I think of him. for this day. Yep, I still think of him to this day. Yeah, and, I, day. and you guys, just for all the veterans, Malden and the administrations previous to yours have always just done a tremendous job. Uh, of that. course, Kevin Jarvis. Isn't that a great picture? Yeah, sure yeah. is. <laughs> and I, that's your first Veterans Day. Right. So and they never get old. No. Each one is really special. Uh, we just announced at this one that we are going to work with uh, Jim Cahill, our cemetery director, Kevin Jarvis, our veteran services director, and our... City Controller Chuck Rannigan to erect yeah. the first ever citywide Vietnam and Korea memorial. Are you kidding? Yep. That's our new task. That is fantastic. Goal. So we did World War II. We just did World War One last yeah. year. So next up is uh, Vietnam and Korea. And, of course, the moving wall's been here in, in, in Malden. I wanted to keep that so bad. Oh, what a that was fantastic. It just was oh. 
tailor-made for that area of yeah, Forestdale Cemetery. Forestdale Cemetery, yeah. Yeah, just with the birds and the trees, it was perfect. So this is, that's great news. I, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, we have, with a memorial like last year, we probably could have taken a few plays off. But, again, having a good team around you, yeah, they immediately wanted to take on uh, this task of establishing a citywide Vietnam-Korea memorial. So that's uh, a lot that's of Vietnam nice. vets in this town, and yep. So yeah. I think the way we're anticipating it is um, we'll have some type of monument surrounded by pavers or bricks oh. with the names. That's where we're initially thinking. Oh, I applaud and the that. The goal is to try Fantastic. to have that ready for uh, Veterans Day in uh, 2020. Wow. Yeah. So it's that's, a big. Yeah. But we did World War One in one year, so now. And that's over that's at Dever. Yes. Yeah. That's the new mark, the benchmark. Yeah. If we could do that in a year, we have to do others in a year. I applaud so that. Wish us That's luck. tremendous. <laughs> Thank you. We don't yes. know how we're going to pay for it, but <laughs> you'll figure that we'll out. Figure that it's out. All in right. the details. Right. Um, so, anyways, uh, you hit the ground running like you usually do. You never stopped. Um, what do you get for me? City Hall. Right. That's the big thing right yeah. now is to try to get our employees back in one building. Yep. So I just took a tour two weeks ago for the first time in some time. And uh, they're coming along. They're hoping for a March opening, March or April. In the meantime, the big news last week is they opened up the pedestrian walkway. So you now can walk straight up Pleasant to oh. Malden Center train station on the left-hand side. That's Sidewalks. a big development. Oh, yeah. Big. Yeah. It's yeah. been Actually, you never could before because the building was in the middle of the street. Correct. This is the first time you, you can, can walk straight through. Incredible. So that's open on half the street. Uh, the rest of it will be when we move in. Uh, the retail's coming along. They have uh, Soul City Ogre. They have yeah. Landsmith. I think it's Landsmith Coffee Shop. Yep. Malden Center Fine Wines. Bit Bar. Oh, yeah. And they have some residents that are already moving in. So it's coming together. Timetable? You know. I think the whole thing will be done April. That's what uh, Ron Hogan told me recently. Really? Yeah. Everything will be done, done. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, we're excited. Yep. Um, the road will be two-way, so you'll be able to drive all the way out and drive in up until Abbott. And then you take a right on Abbott, left on Exchange. But we're hoping this will finally achieve that long-standing goal of revitalizing that section of the downtown. Because if you recall... When you came into our downtown and you got to South Washington Street and you just saw that building in the middle of Pleasant, you just you hooked a left or you hooked a right. That's right. Because there wasn't really any reason to go that way. We believe with all that activity there, it's going to generate gotcha. you know, a lot more interest in the downtown. Right. You know, just not sections of it, but the entire downtown. And as you were saying, this is uh, not just your eight years in office. And oh, this started. Uh, right? This yep. goes back. I forget which administration started, but, yeah, it's been decades in the making. And we're just happy we can help and you're do bring, our You're bringing it over the goal line. Uh, just helping do our part. I mean, the police yeah, station's should. open. Yep. So, yeah, this is big, and but we're not stopping. We're already moving on to see what we can do with the Malden Center train station. Hopefully we can partner up with the state to try to make some renovations there like they're doing at Oak Grove. Yes, which I was just That's reading happening. about to see. Yep. Yeah, we believe Malden Center should be in the mix. Uh, National Grid is still outstanding, what yep. the future of that site is. Yep. Our own public works site 
we're hoping, based on a number of volunteers that have gotten involved, to create river access and maybe have some park space down there. And Actually, so that brings me, I, I, I read on the website that um, you were an awardee for the Mystic Municipal Prize for outstanding contribution to improving the condition of the Mystic River watershed, mm -hmm. which you're leading into there. So can you talk a little bit about what that... Once again, uh, what Malden is Congratulations, blessed with by the is way. just having some great organizations yep. that are doing what they can to help us move Malden forward. And Mystic River Watershed Association, along with the Friends of the Malden River, which is led by Karen Buck, have put the river on the map. Uh, just today I was talking to someone who said they didn't know we even had a river up until the work that's occurred through these two organizations. And so the momentum there is now to do something on our side, because Medford has done quite a bit on theirs, yeah. to make this an amenity that all of the community can enjoy. So we're following the lead of a, of a number of an organization. I think it's called, Mal it was Malden Works, but I think they had to change the name. I think it's Malden River Works, oh, okay. something to that effect. Yeah. But they're working off a grant to see what can be done on the Malden Public Works site which is owned by the Malden Redevelopment Authority. So we've kind of somewhat given up the notion of relocating public works, okay. which was the original idea. Sure. And maybe just relocate them within the site and at the same time create access for you, me, anyone to get to the river. Now, when you ah, get peace. there, yeah. you could sit, Beautiful. picnic, yeah. read a book, yeah. tot lot, I don't know, stuff like that, and then potentially... Sailing. That's unbelievable. They just did a, um, what was it, uh, canoe in the river or something. I yes, the exact, yeah. yeah. And I was out there with uh, Council Winslow. Were you on we the water? Right yeah, we were on the water. But y as you could probably guess, Winslow did all the paddling. <laughs> they don't trust me with a paddle, you know. So, uh, um, But you could just feel it as, you know, we were going across the river, just yeah. what the potential is there. Imagine so, that. Yeah. So it's exciting. Good news. Yeah. A lot of great so stuff happening. Those are some happening. of the things. Yep. Yep. And we're going to get into a few more things. Uh, if you'd oblige me, I'd like to uh, 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 mention a couple of things for sure. an organization dear to, near and dear to both our hearts, and that is the Bread of Life. So I serve on the board of directors. Um, you know, we've been doing it. You might know in the community, we're doing a lot of fundraisers, trying to raise uh, money for the capital campaign, the Under One Roof um, program, which I encourage you all to go to the uh, breadoflifemalden.org website to learn about. Um, we're in dire need to, to get a new facility for the organization. But in the meantime, Bread of Life is doing what it does uh, best, and that's uh, feeding people, and a lot of people struggling out there with food insecurity. And uh, it may seem like it's all we're doing is fundraising, but, but Bread of Life is out there doing its thing. And, and no bigger event our organization then the don't be alone on thanksgiving day community free turkey dinner which obviously is just a week away thanksgiving is one week away um gary you've been involved with that uh for years You'll be and, involved uh, again. a big supporter uh of the bread of life and and this day is really a fantastic day in the community it's it's thursday it's from 12 to 2 it's down at Malden High School. Um, it's really a, a, a wonderful 
turkey dinner with all the fixings, as you can imagine, as well as uh, I got I to gotta do a shout out to Gene Pinkham, who does an unbelievable job with the deliveries to uh, a, a lot of elderly folks and people who need it. It's really a, a major endeavor that he takes on every year and, um, and, and helps uh, spread what Bread of Life does. But uh, if you know anybody that's out there struggling, maybe an elderly person, maybe someone who just lost a spouse, maybe someone who you know doesn't have plans, let them know about this because it's the community embraces everybody at this event. And it's next Thursday, 12 to 2. And there's also a lot of volunteer opportunities, so please go to the website and find out about that. And just two days later, this is new for us. We're having a pool tournament. I know you're a bowling guy, but do you, do you play right. pool? Not particularly. <laughs> Not too much? No. This is a special little uh, uh, fundraiser that uh, we're doing. It's the Jeremiah Tuomi Memorial Pool Tournament to benefit the Bread of Life. And it's actually, uh, Jeremiah passed away recently. It's the father of Sean, right. who's the president of the board of directors for the Bread of Life. He's actually been on the board for uh, a couple decades, I think. Um, so some of his folks... Uh, and friends at a club, uh, I think, approached him to do something for his dad, and he was all for it. And this is up in in Salem, Massachusetts, and it's two days after. And you've got a conflict because we got the big, we're going to talk about this, the holiday parade, which mm -hmm. is that November 30th. But this is on that date, November 30th, up at uh, Lafayette Associates, 13 Broadway, Salem, Mass. The time is 1 p.m. on Saturday, November 30th. Entry fee is $20. $10 go to Bread of Life. $10 go to the winner. All levels of skill are encouraged to participate. Format, I guess, is to be determined by amount of entrance. You can join up on our website, so go there, breadoflifemalden.org. And uh, that's going to be a fun event, too. So, uh, again, a lot of great things happening for the Bread of Life. And I can't believe it's Thanksgiving and the holidays, which is a lot of time, and not to get to... I'm not trying to be depressing, but it's, it's a challenging time for people who are struggling. Um, it's, it's magnified, it's amplified during the holidays. And to me, this is what the Bread of Life, where the Bread of Life is at its best to uh, help folks who are struggling. So and we'll right, see you there. And right behind them is this concept that came into existence last year, the Malden Warming Center. Perfect segue. Which uh, Bread of Life, of course is leading the way with Pastor Jerry Whetstone of the yep. First Church of the Nazarene. So we just met on this today. And uh, they are actually going to expand the program. You would think after one year they might have encountered some obstacles, but which they did, but they're determined to make this better yeah, than it and, was. Yeah, and, and it's... it's this, it's a little different this year. There's an extra month added, correct? Yep. So that's the first thing, okay. extra month and um, week round. So before it was Monday through Friday. Oh, that's right. Now it's Monday through Sunday. Wow. And uh, the other thing they tried to do to accommodate the volunteers is to split up the shift into three instead of two. You know, before I think it was like eight to one and then yep. one to six. Now it's going to be eight to 11, 11 to two, two to six, something yep. like Make that. A little yeah. And they're going to try and have breakfast, which is new, in the morning for people go back out into the cold. Yeah. So Get a little warm a, cocoa or whatever you need. It's been one of my favorite moments serving, uh, seeing this unfold in our city, because this is something didn't have to do. No. Not required to do. Correct. A bunch of people want to do it.
And and like you said, you get involved. You take a shift, right? Yep. You take that overnight shift. They they only let me do the coffee. I prepare the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but this was something. This is something. Uh, what I love uh, because this was born of some of the meetings that that Karen Hayes holds, right? With our uh, uh, religious leaders. So Karen and I meet with our religious leaders every quarter. Okay. And we roundtable it. And uh, this all started actually years ago. Salvation Army led the charge. Um, with uh, Joy Labby. Yeah, the time, oh yeah, sure. To um, prepare care packages. So the police, if they encountered someone, they would have something to give this person if they had no other means, at least to get them through that moment. This was a request from our police chief, Kevin Mullis, who saw what came across that in his duties and asked the religious leaders if they could come up with oh, something to help. And fantastic. Salvation Army initially put these packages together, and then the other houses of worship chipped in. Involved, yeah. So that went so well, then they said, what else can we do? Hence the warming center. That's how this got going. And first question is, where? And that's where Pastor Whetstone said, I'll tell you where. First Church of the Nazarene. Fantastic. Opened up his doors, and you know we're off on our second year coming up. January 1st, New Year's. That's right. And you it, it, you recognized him in the, uh, I think it was one of the, the biggest... State of the City. Last State year. of the City. Uh, standing O's that I've seen there. Yep. You know? Yeah, we had to recognize yeah. him. It was just... Oh, it was fantastic. One thing to talk about it, but to actually make it happen. And I think the favorite aspect of the Warming Center for me was not just that it helped people get warm, but it, it humanized people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I met someone in there that um, was living in his car. And we got to talking, and I said, you know, make a little note here. Jotted Famous his name down. List. Yes. And uh, six months later, later, working with Bread of Life, yep. uh, he now has his first ever housing voucher. Fantastic. So now he's, he's looking around to try to find an apartment. Great story. It's what it's all about. It's what it's all about. It's, it's what right. it's all about. Yeah. yeah. So hats um, off to everyone involved with that. So, I mean, so people, are they still taking on, because you, you have to get trained, right? Mm -hmm. You have to have a little, you know, training. And, They've you know. been meeting since the summer. Oh, okay. So I think it, I think they have a Facebook page, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Walden Warming Center, I think it is. Okay. I would just Google Well, you that just Google it. Yeah, you yep. just Google it. And find all that information. Yep. Another great story. Yeah. Really is. Uh, they have other organizations pitching in. So the police, if they see someone and, you know, they don't have another call initially, they'll bring the person to the warming center. Yeah. Uh, Board of Health from the city, blood pressure checks. Houses of Worship, donating clothes so people can take them with them. Oh, it's just it's, it's a real good it's heartwarming partnership. It's, it really is. And Lord knows it's going to get cold. Right? Don't remind we me. We yep. <laughs> Although I'm okay, as long as it doesn't snow. doesn't snow. It's all about the snow for me. Uh, I ran into the DPW director at, 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 I don't know, getting a pizza or something, and I said, it's going to snow. He said, you, he almost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's learned yeah. not to bring that up. You know, you know how 2015 <laughs> happened, right? Oh, my God. 110 yeah. inches. Yeah. We were, we were mid-January, not a flake on the ground. And Mr. Knox said late. to me. Mr. Knox said oh, to me, he said, you know, I think we can actually start looking at doing some sidewalk repairs 110 inches later. He'll never make that mistake <laughs> again. That is so right. It was the end of January when we got that first, and then we got five, six in a row, six right? Six straight Sundays. Six straight. And, and uh, We just paid our final bill. 
<laughs> we had to spread out the payments. We couldn't afford it all in one year. Oh, that's it was just. Insane. I think the, it was like one point seven million. I think we usually average like seven hundred thousand a winter. I th I don't know when. And then of course the when they start piling the snow in the different places, it then becomes dangerous to drive. You can't see around. I think they found a car in one of those mounds. <laughs> I mean, it was. I never seen anything like it. I mean, I was here God, for the I blizzard. Hope I never of do again. Seventy-eight. This was. This was. Well, I would say we were kids. Right. You know, right. it was school off for us. Right, true. Uh, but, uh, although I'm sure you were thinking about your mayoral <laughs> ambitions, but uh, the rest of us had three weeks of school off. But this, because it was so, uh, Blizzard 78 was bad, but, the, you know, by the time it warmed up, I saw something, I think the last snow that melted, I don't know in Malden, but in Boston, I forget where it was, at Logan Airport or something, was in July. Yeah. The last we bit of snow behind. because of the... I remember our students were practicing spring sports in snow. You know, so McDonald Stadium, surrounded yeah. by snow, and they're playing lacrosse. What did the they? Field. They had all that time off. Did they? They, they extend the year? I forget were the schools. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I think they did. I think they did. Yeah, I think they ended up adding days. I forget how that all worked out. Yeah. Um, they might have converted one of the holidays during the, you know, during the spring, but we got it done, and so. Hopefully never again. Never again. <laughs> but it is that time of year, which brings me to another great event. So many great events in Malden. But yep. uh, the Christmas tree lighting is happening, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Is that the day after Thanksgiving? Yes. Do they get uh, the tree there's up actually, yet? There's actually I, two of them. Okay. So I'm Councilor Craig Spadafore has started this really great tradition up at uh, Felsmere Pond. Right. So the tree lighting there is set for Friday, November 29th. 6.30 p.m. Okay. Um, right off of uh, Felsmere Road, Savin, yep. that area of the yep. pond. We my dog there almost every day. Uh, and then the following day will be the annual parade, followed by the tree lighting at the library. Oh. So we'll lift off at 2 o'clock for the traditional parade from Salemwood School yep. to the library. And then after it's over, we'll cross the street and light Has the Has there always Christmas been two trees? Tree. I don't know. Nope. Okay. This is probably two, three years old now. Oh, okay. Yeah, Council Spadafore wanted to do something special up at Felsmere Pond. Yeah, and which is a beautiful area. Yeah. It is, yeah. This tree, it can be seen from the Felsway. I mean, yeah. it's really nice. Yeah. Uh, and once they clear those intersections up, which is happening. Yes. It's yeah. going to be even nicer. Don't remind me. Right? But it's good news. It's good news. And again, just like City Hall. They're working. This they're, was a partnership. Working. This took a long time a to work. pull this off. And, a lot of work. Um, yeah. But now when it's done, it'll have full-on lights, complete stops, rotaries out. Or if that was a rotary, that island will come out. So it should help oh. that intersection. Yeah. Who knows? But I it's probably, I think idea. they're estimating now a two-year project. Is that you know, right? Yeah. I okay. think one of the biggest obstacles they're facing up there is just the movement of all the utility poles and the utilities on those poles, and it's, it's a big to-do. Because then you have to yes. run those wires somewhere else. I okay. don't know if they're running them underground, but it's a, it's a big aspect big. of it. Yeah. Yeah. But when it's done, I think people will be pleased because, again, you'll have a red, yellow, green. Oh. You know, so, so needed. And they're going to bump out some of those um, sidewalks. So, for instance, if you're coming down Glenwood yep. into the intersection, the rotary, yep. before you would just, you know, maybe look left and hug the road, 
they're going to jet out that sidewalk, so you're going to have to somewhat come to a stop, take a right. Oh, that's what it is. If people come, because they live on Highland Ave. You're coming up Highland Ave. They're coming out of Glenwood. The, yep. The, and you hug it, yeah. It's yeah. like NASCAR. You know, you're just hugging yeah. that. You just, hopefully this will help. All right, so hopefully that does alleviate the problem. Uh, and they're working at it every day. Um, what else we got, Mr. Mayor? We're rolling. We were, uh, we were thinking about shortening this, but uh, we may extend this out. It's up to you. <laughs> go as long as you want. I mean, there's plenty to talk Poor about. I James. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, another big issue that we're working on with the city council, and we're not waiting for the new year, is uh, affordable housing. <clears throat> so the city council just adopted a, uh, the affordable housing trust fund, which will consist of a group who will stop meeting to create more affordable housing opportunities. We're also working on an inclusionary zoning policy, okay. which will require uh, any new units to have a set aside. We don't know what the percentage will be, but we're working on that. Okay. You know, we somewhat missed the boat on some of these developments that have occurred in the downtown, so we're trying to make up for that with some of these policies we're working on now. And then finally, we're really um, interested in this security deposit pilot program, which the Community Preservation Committee is working on with uh, Malden Redevelopment Authority and ABCD, whereby if all of a sudden you don't have a place to go, um, you have to find a place first and last month, we're going to step in on the security deposit. Because what people have told us, that's the hottest component of getting into a new unit is that security deposit. Oh, yeah. It's hard yeah. enough finding first and last, but the security deposit sometimes prevents people from accessing uh, a unit. So this pilot program, we would front it. I see. When you move, the deposit would go back into the fund. Wow. That's a creative yeah. approach. We're hoping. Yeah. You know, this is new. We've never done it before, and we're not, we don't think other cities have really done it. But we're going to give it a try, and... Um, we're hoping that'll roll out January 1st. Are you working with the council now? Yep. I like that. You're not waiting, sitting back waiting for the big inauguration in January with the nope. new folks coming in. Nope. That's never been, never been our style. Excellent. Uh, I wrote down another thing. There was so much going on. Um, Roosevelt Park Improvement Project. Yep. What's the word on that? There's a meeting Monday night, November 25th. Mm-hmm. At 6.30 p.m. in the Salemwood School cafeteria, the five through eight grades. So I believe that's the cafeteria right underneath the field house. And we're going to present to the community uh, what this will look like, you know, based on all the work that's occurred over the past several months and see what they think of it. Okay, but, so. You know, this will be a, I think it's two, two and a half million dollar project. Uh, it will be artificial turf. But that was the issue now. That Can was I the issue. Still, that was it, the issue, turf it still and the grass, is. Yeah. and it still is. And we understand that, okay. but, you know, our team, led by Bob Knox, our public works director, Joe Levine, our rec director, sure. and our athletic director for the Malden Public Schools, Charlie Conifrey, just, and from what I've seen there, uh, just believe this is the best way to, you know, give it, the surface that can sustain itself moving forward. Now, the one change we have made, thanks to people that have spoken with us, we are not using the crumb rubber 
which is the typical infill for a turf field and has been the subject of several studies over the years. We're going to be utilizing for the first time ever an organic infill. Ooh. So we're hoping that will help yeah. allay you know, some of the concerns about yeah. the customary crumb rubber. So this will be presented that nice yes. part of the, of the whole project? Yes, yeah. what it will look like, yeah. uh, some of the features. It'll be handicap accessible throughout. There'll be a ton of tree plantings. Uh, they've been able to shrink the actual um, design from what it once was to incorporate more green space, you know, more grass areas. So hopefully we'll see what the public has to say about it, but that'll be Monday night. If everything goes well, the project should be done in 2021. Wow. Yep. A lot on the burners, my friend. Yes. Uh, what about you? I remember um, I, when you first got elected in 2012, you either had taken one vacation in eight years or, or something like that. Or, or, but uh, any plans for a rest? I mean, we, we all need to... to Regenerate we the batteries. We do. I know. That's right? the one thing. People say, have asked me, what are some of the regrets? That's, that's one I wonder if I you know, did the right thing by only taking, I think my last full-on vacation was in uh, 2016. Wow. So, you know, just every time I say I'm going to do it, something else comes up. I just don't want to miss an opportunity for our community to succeed. But I did take a couple of days, and this is probably the reason why I don't. I took a couple of days after Election Day. Yeah. Went to the Cape. Yep. It was 25 degrees. What'd you I mean? mean? You know, <laughs> 25 degrees both days. You know, we're, we're on uh, Martha's Vineyard, four layers of clothes. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. hood, hat, the whole nine yards. So, so why did I leave? Yeah, why did I leave? Right. I could be working right. back there. Right. Um, well, you know, everybody needs to take that time. Yeah, that's for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. um, well, here we are. It is November 21st, another holiday season upon us. Uh, ten minutes left in this program. Gary, it's been great to have you here. Thank you for having uh, me. Congratulations on uh, being reelected. And uh, I know when I said earlier, you know, how does it feel uh, that Malden puts their trust in you for another four years? And I know you're, you're full, filled with gratitude, but, um, but I also know you take that responsibility very seriously. Some people say too seriously. Maybe too seriously. <laughs> Some of your staff says that. Uh, they, they, they're working on the state of the city already? Yep. <laughs> we already have All the theme. All year round, right? Yes. Oh, you got the theme? Yeah. You're not going to let it out of the no. bag? No. No, not at all. And that's but right around the corner. I just, I've always felt what you put in is what you get back out. I think we talked about that earlier. Yeah. And that's why I try to do what I can to help the city move forward. Now, we're not always going to have the answers, but I... What I try to tell people is we are going to work hard. Absolutely. Um, plans, family, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I know you'll be down. Uh, I know you'll be coming by the Bread of Life dinner. Yeah, and then we'll head over to my uh, family's, my sister's house probably, most likely. Very good. Um, yeah. So looking forward. And then we'll get stuck in ready for the inaugural. The inaugural. And that is, do we have a date on that? Yeah, we do. Uh, January 6th. Which is a Monday night. Down at the Jen high school. Jenkins. Yep. What is, is it called Jenkins? Jenkins Auditorium. Okay. So we'll we'll start to plan that. Kathleen Minning Hall and others are working on that. Um so we're yeah. 
you're taking it easy on my, my buddy Ron Cochran, right? Did he, no. did he get a couple of days off? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny, we're, we're taping this show tonight, and um, upstairs they're taping uh, an episode of uh, MOA's uh, Malden Overcoming Addiction with Paul Hammersley. Did you see him in the hallway? Was he done? No, I didn't see him. They were oh. still in there, but, um, you know, he's... They just had another big fundraiser. If you, if you could speak a, a minute or two about that organization, what Paul's uh, Let's put it this way. I don't know where we would be without Malden Overcoming Addiction because for the first couple of years when they weren't here, we did not know what to do. Yeah. But once they came into existence, it just feels good when a family calls us. We immediately reach out to Malden Overcoming Addiction, and they have not... I can't think of a single time they failed us. Um, in particular, talking about the holidays, I got a call Thanksgiving Day two years ago from a family who had a relative, young relative in his 20s, oh. that was in trouble. And Malden Overcoming Addiction, Paul Hammersley in, in specific, picked the phone up and had the, the person placed within 24 hours. And I'm happy to say today... The um, the person's recovered and is back to oh, what living a great a normal story. life. Yeah, so yeah, they're just they're a godsend. Well, I, you know, I, I heard that um, you know we talked about the debates and and there was a lot of good moments in the debates. But I remember you said I I didn't know what to say to people, and I thought that was very revealing. I, I didn't have any answer for these people. You go to the wake. Yeah, and what families told me in line was. Mr. Mayor, really appreciate you taking the time to come. Yeah. There's not much you can really do for us, but try to save as many as you can going forward. Try to help That's bef it. before someone's in the position they're in. Paul and I went to a wake just not too long ago, maybe a month and a half, and it's just so sad. The oh. mother would not let go of the casket. Oh, goodness. So her son is in the casket, and she just you know, would not let go. So sad. And this was a kid that was, from all accounts, in college, Malden High grad in college, really good grades, was on his way, and just bad, bad batch, I guess, you know, yeah. that uh, fentanyl. Right, right. He was gone. Uh, so, uh, so heartbreaking. Right. So, again, what Malden Overcoming Addiction has been trying to do is first remove the stigma that, Huge. you know, they're not a separate segment of society. They're, right. they're, they're a part of us. Right. And um, second, help people who are in need. And now their third goal, their long-term goal, is to try to have a place that people who are trying to recover can go yeah. and get support services from education to healthy eating to support. There's many fronts, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Incredible. Well, um, God bless Paul Hammersley and, and the work that MOA does, and uh, and to you, Gary. That's you know I know that we're not any we're not without them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're nearing the end of my my <laughs> not really my show. Um, our special taping of O two one four eight here on Thursday night, November twenty first. Uh, Gary, I uh, can't thank you enough for coming Pleasure. on. You always answer the call. Uh, when I when I ask you to come on, and we're really appreciated. And I just got word your December guest has confirmed. There we go. Let's announce it. Yep. So we have uh, Kevin Duffy coming on. Uh, what's his title? 
Business Development Officer. Business Development Officer Kevin Duffy coming on with a slew of guests. And I am not going to steal his thunder. He's got some big news for you. A lot does. happening. A lot happening. Wow. Yep. What a teaser. <laughs> yep. See that? Uh, Gary, any last words for the City of Malden? I'm sure you're, they'll see you all over the place. But uh, tonight. Just continued gratitude for the opportunity to serve you. And uh, again, won't always have the answers, but will always work hard on your behalf. Fantastic. Thank you, sir, for coming on. Thank you. And uh, I'll see you soon. For sure. Uh, it's great to have you on, and congratulations Happy again. Thanksgiving. Same yeah. to you and your family. Uh, listen, folks, I always leave with a quote, Jim, but uh, I decided to, uh, in respect for everybody that threw their hat in, in the arena in this uh, last election in Malden, I have so much respect for all of you, win or lose. And I thought I'd read from the classic Theodore Roosevelt excerpt from his speech. It's now referred to as the man in the arena. Of course, it's men and women. We all know that. But... If you'll uh, oblige me here, he says, It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Tonight I salute all that threw their hat in the ring. God bless you, win or lose. Keep at it. Keep at the fight. Keep fighting the good fight. And that's our show for tonight. Happy Thanksgiving, Malden. God bless America. God bless Malden. We'll see you next month.